0: Annie thinks I'm a science project. But you know something? I guess I'm not so average anymore. Hey everybody, welcome once again to The Secret World of Callan Jack, in which Callan Jack Watch Alex Mac. I'm Jack, and joining me as always, it's Callan.
1: Hello, hello. <laughs>
0: hello, what's all this in?
1: <laughs> so Alex Mac is...
0: In it Uh, We are back We've watched Just watched episode 5 Of season 3 Of The Secret World Of Alex Mack More thrilling stuff uh, In the Mack universe Cal what do you think?
1: Yeah I think it, It was Generally a good episode Yep Found it a little bit frustrating. Very tentative way to say generally a good episode. I just found it really frustrating to watch because like <laughs> you kind of knew what was happening, the big twist, and it's like, all right, okay, come on, come on.
0: This uh, this episode, uh, season three, episode five of the Secret World of Alex Mack was called The Neighbor, and uh, and uh, give you let you in on a little secret: the neighbor wasn't like Mister Rogers. Or was he?
1: He was a little bit like Mr. Rogers.
0: He was a bit like Mr. Rogers in the end, but we don't think that at the start. No, that's true. Uh, but those are all facts about the episode that we'll get to in a minute. But, uh, but we'll start off with one of these. Oh back five. So this Mac fact, once again, it went down so well last time I brought it up. We are returning to the secret return of Alex Mac, the one million word 300 chapter, oh, sorry, 235 chapter fanfic uh, written about Alex Mac by fanfic author Diane Castle. Mm. And uh, once again, uh, skimming through the chapters, I've, I've found something uh, interesting from chapter two uh, of, of this story, uh, giving us a little bit more of an insight into what's going on in this uh this fictional universe or this secondary fictional universe that this author has created. Um, So can I have a listen to this? And I'd love to, love to hear your thoughts on what you think's happened between the end of uh, the canonical Alex Mack and uh, the events of this story. Mm. Daniel Atron stared at her computer screen. She didn't yell. She didn't shriek like a banshee. She (laughs) maintained control. Control was crucial. She took a deep breath, pressed the correct button on her intercom system and bellowed, Lars Carlton. (laughs) In no time, Lars came rushing in, followed by her nephew Carlton, who was hiding behind Lars as much as he could. How typical. She glared at the two of them. I thought you told me we could crack the Paradise Valley problem. Lars winced but spoke. Well, Miss Atron, it seems they have a superheroine. She stopped all of our enhanced clients that we've tried there. Danielle coldly said, and how could she stop three shapeshifters? It's not as if the police there could stop a runaway tricycle. They're so incompetent they hired Dave Watt. Dave what? Dave what?
1: <laughs> you know, Dave. Dave what? Dave. Oh, Dave what? <laughs> <Dave. laughs> Is this Carlton from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Is that no, what's happening? No, I think
0: it's Carlton. Do you remember in the first series where there was a science competition at the uh, at the plant? Yeah. And uh, her nephew enters and they rig it so he wins?
1: Oh, uh, I prefer my reading. <laughs> 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 Carlton starts doing a little dance. <laughs> So, yeah, it looks, like,
0: um, it looks like Alex Mack as well, truly broken through to the, uh, the superhero world. But uh, I also think, you know, the, the Lars, who I guess is Vince, is, is talking about um, enhanced clients. Mm. Well, the enhanced clients were successful in Los Angeles, although they had to retire when the mayor called in the National Guard. Mm. We don't know where they are now and two out of three enhanced client teams were sent to the San Francisco area uh, who ended up being shot by SWAT teams when they turned their robberies into hostage crises. We don't know where the third team is.
1: <laughs> wow, there's a lot happening, a lot of threats yeah. to hold on to. It's much more exciting than the actual like, Alex <laughs> Mack. And,
0: and finally, you know, Danielle scoffed, why, well, they pay us first. I don't care if they get caught or not. I want to know about Paradise Valley's superhero She slapped her hands down hard on her desk and glared at her underlings. Is it Alex Mack? Yes or no? Mm. So you know they're onto something, yeah. But even in a even in a fictional fan fictional fanfic universe, they are uh, they haven't quite figured out what's going on.
1: At least they've got a clue, yeah. Which is uh which is
0: which is more than I can say for uh, Mister Klondike in this episode of the Secret Water of Alex Mack that we watched today.
1: Yeah, what a bumbling hey. buffoon of a man! <laughs> hey, I could write fan fiction. Yeah, Mister Klondike was a bumbling buffoon of a man. <laughs> His banana-like fingers stumbled as he wrote on his <laughs> typewriter.
0: Can you write? Is there such a thing as fan fiction? But it's just like something you're not a fan of, <laughs> like, like just roasting.
1: <laughs> yeah, like um, like hate hate fan fiction. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and anti fanfic. Fanti mm. fic. Fanti fic. <laughs> yeah, I like mm. it. Mm. Should we explain what the hell just happened? Yeah,
0: let's run through this episode. So uh, Season 3, Episode 5 of The Secret World of Alex Mac, The Neighbour, uh, starts with uh, Alex. Uh, it's a windy day and Alex's hat gets blown into her neighbor's yard. Oh, no, so she, my hat. She says, oh, no, my hat. And then she um, leans up on the fence uh, and and sees that the, the big barky dog is there. So she uses her powers uh, to lift, to uh, telekinesis the hat back to her. Um, but then thinks she's been spotted by her neighbor who lives there. So this sort of sets her off on uh, on being very suspicious of this neighbor who Ray calls creeps because he's uh, he's a bit creepy and Ray thinks he's burying people in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um
1: and he has I guess he has kind of a creepy vibe. I mean he wears a hat. Well yeah. he wears a hat that makes him look a bit creepy. He makes him look a little bit like um Dennis Quaid's character in mm, Independence Day? Ex-
0: oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I was
1: <laughs> I got
0: confused and was gonna say Dennis Quaid's character in National Lampoons Christmas Vacation.
1: Well it's basically but, the same character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I realize now I'm getting my Dennis Quaid view. He's a real Dennis Quaid guy. <laughs> uh so Alex is convinced that uh she's been spotted by her creepy neighbor um and she goes to Annie for help and Annie Annie tells her that she's uh she's she's just seeing things not to worry about it it's probably fine uh and then later on Alex and Ray are walking uh out through the the woods somewhere and they spot up on the hill um creepy neighbor with a whole bunch of uh surveillance material like he's got mm. a a camera and binoculars and and a satellite and computers and he's and he's he's looking out over the horizon and they they creep up he hasn't spotted them yet Um, But they hear Alex and Ray hear him get on the phone to Daniel Atron um, and say, uh, Miss Atron, I've gathered all the information and I'll be ready to present my report and we can try and solve your little problem. So obviously Ray and Alex are convinced that uh, the problem he's referring to uh, is Alex and that uh, his surveillance has been gathering evidence of uh, Alex using her powers and this could be the end.
1: Meanwhile, Uh, so Nicole, who as we know, is the resident socially-minded, like well-wishing goody two-shoes of the group, Mm, mm. uh, notices that the plant is dumping slimy green toxic waste into the uh, local lake and decides that she's going to do something about it. Mm. So she gathers up uh, some samples of it, gets Annie to test it. super toxic. She decides she's going to go to the chemical company to uh, complain about it. And it's kind of given the runaround by Mr. Klondike, who is their community manager, I think. Mm, Sort of PR kind of guy. Yeah, who basically, you know, just fobs her off. She uh, ends up getting a meeting with Daniel Atron, who also fobs her off. Uh, She tries to get the town to sign a petition, but because everyone in the town works for Daniel Atron or the chemical plant, uh, no one's really... That interested, and she gets pretty disheartened. Mm, they all fob her off. she just gets fobbed off by everyone. everyone's fobbing her off, <laughs> and even Alex and Ray fob her off when she asks if they want to help <laughs> <laughs> and so she just uh, she ends the day with Barbara Mac saying, "I've just been fobbed off by pretty much everyone in the town, and then Barbara goes to fob her off, but then decides <laughs> not to
0: <laughs> not to fob her off. <laughs>
1: She kind of gives her a half fob. She signs a petition, <laughs> but under her maiden name rather than mm. her uh, her current. She, name. she uses her maiden name, Barbara Fobman, <laughs> Hobfoth, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, and
0: then uh, so then Alex, Alex, and Ray um, decide they need to uh, break into a creepy neighbor's house. Uh, to you know try and try and gather more evidence and find out exactly what information he has on Alex, and so they bust in uh, <laughs> Alex and um and Annie um, head into the house while Ray distracts the dog with a stake on a fishing line
1: that 's pretty great,
0: which is pretty terrific uh, and they 're poking around the house and they find uh the his his you know main surveillance room with all the computers and everything in it um, and while they 're poking around, he comes home the guy comes home uh and they think they're about to get caught, but the phone rings and it's Daniel Atron and he arranges to meet Danielle Atron to give her uh, his final report on the problem. Uh, so Alex uh, decides to fry his computers, so she destroys all the, all the evidence uh, and then heads out and goopifies herself and squeezes into the back of his car while he drives off to meet Daniel Atron um, out at the, uh, at the site of the toxic waste being dumped into the water the The meat is about to happen, and and at the last minute Alex finds the report in the back of the car and uh uses her powers to throw it in the toxic waste and uh so the guy uh the creepy neighbor can't give his report to daniel atron and then as Alex has run away, she 's spotted by um old creeper mm. and he chases her down, and uh they have a confrontation in an alleyway where uh you know alex is it, it almost looks like she's going to have to zap him to death or stop his heart with her brain or something mm. But uh, what comes out is uh, what we kind of always thought all along was that he wasn't a creeper. He wasn't re- uh, reviewing Alex. He was an environmentalist. Uh, and his report was on the same things that Nicole was looking at, the envir- environmental impact of the chemical plant.
1: Yeah. And then they're all just best friends and, yeah. and then they have uh, a, a nice cup of tea Together yep. and then they they watch some old episodes of Frasier Yeah, and uh, he offers to make her a sandwich, and she says, yep. "No thanks, I'm not hungry." And she goes home, and she goes to bed, and then she gets up the next day, she goes to school, and then uh, and then she goes home, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, putting that whole day of school in real time at the end of the episode <laughs> is a really strange way to uh, to close.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering when we started watching the episode. Why is this episode, most of these episodes are 24 minutes long. This one seems to be 48 hours long. But yeah, I thought it was a bold move to include like in real time her entire mm. like sleep, night sleep.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was strange. That was strange. Um, her going to the bathroom and everything. That was a weird thing to include.
1: Yeah, it was. It was It was a it was yeah. strange episode. It um, was. A little bit front-loaded because that, yeah, that back half is, is mainly just her eating sandwiches and going to school and stuff. Despite saying she didn't want a sandwich that first day, maybe
0: she's just weird about other people making her food.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. So, uh,
0: so uh, as happens with uh, with so many um, ancillary characters in the Alex Mack universe, um, uh, the. Uh, environmentalist neighbor. It turns out he's a, con- a consultant for an environmental watchdog and he has to move on to his next assignment in a different town. So he gets in his car, drives off, never to be seen again.
1: Uh, I get it. That's why he had a dog, because he was a watchdog. Ah. He worked for that dog. Yeah,
0: he works for
1: the dog. <laughs> he's like, you shouldn't talk to me, you should talk to my boss.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just subtitles. We've been watching this town for quite some time. <laughs>
0: he's like you should speak to my my boss but don't worry his bark is worse than his bite
1: he's deep undercover (laughs) as a good boy
0: (laughs) oh um speaking of things being undercover you know how we've spoken in the past about alex wearing if a hat has a brand on it they have to like scratch out the name somehow so Mm. van's hat turns into an ann's hat
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm
0: did you notice in this episode, we were talking about how the environmentalist gets into what doesn't look like a particularly environmental environmentally friendly car. Mm. Uh, he's driving a Jeep Wrangler, but for um, product placement avoidance purposes, they had to <laughs> turn it into an eep angler.
1: <laughs> I would have turned it into an eep wangler. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I think on one side, it was an eep angler. And on the other side, it was a it was an eep wranglip.
1: <laughs> a wranglip. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do like this like um, flavor of 90s environmentalism, which mm. is is often about like toxic chemicals going into yep. the stream, and you're going to get a third eye and mutants yep. and stuff, yeah. Rather than just like uh, the the slow uh, environmental pressure, <laughs> that yeah. you know, it's, it's like largely. Uh, invisible and uh it's very it's very like it's very centralized it's like
0: this plant is dumping uh chemicals into this creek in our town so it's going to affect our town rather than global temperatures are increasing slowly
1: yeah it's always like a like a single bad actor Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. if they just get called out they'll change it and it's not like the entire system is is actually the the (laughs) issue It got a little bit close to when, when she was talking to Mr. Klondike, the um, PR guy, and he said that their, um, their emissions targets were well below the limit set federally. I'm yeah. Like, Well, that sounds like something that they would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of this episode?
0: Look, I mean, I, mean, I guess I was surprised in one way because my, my assumption right at the start was that the neighbor was blind. Mm. And so couldn't see uh, Alex using her powers, and um, and there's nothing more sort of feel good '90s than a kindly blind neighbour. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, it didn't take very long for us both to pick that he was uh, he was an environmentalist. Um, I thought that I thought the section sort of at the front half where. Uh, Alex was uh, most afraid of him before it was like he 's a guy trying to find out you know get information on her mm. for the plant when he was just like a creepy neighbor and like mm. what 's he generally up to? I thought that was kind of cool like the there was a nightmare sequence where Alex wakes up and her mum 's let uh Daniel Atron and creepy neighbor into the bedroom yeah and and that whole bit where she 's watching him through the through the window also she was definitely wearing a spam t shirt <laughs>
1: Is that a t-shirt made out of spam? No.
0: <laughs> it was a t-shirt with the, with the spam logo and I guess an image of a can of spam on it.
1: And they didn't have to like censor it for branding. I guess name. not. Maybe, I guess they, maybe, maybe they were sponsor. sponsored. Sponsored by spam. <laughs> Alex Mack brought to you by spam. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, the first half of the episode did have a little bit of the, that kind of um, real window vibe mm, to it, mm. or more specifically that episodes of The Simpsons that ripped off the window. <laughs> I, I kind of like that side of it where yeah. she's kind of watching this guy and he's acting shady and he's not sure what's going on. Yeah. And again, this episode, um, I think this season in general has been just like more interestingly shot. Like, mm. there was shots of the neighbor being creepy outside in the rain and there was like yeah. a lot of moody lighting. and
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of like mo- moody lighting, but not uh, I guess, is it non-diegetic lighting if there's just green lights on her for no reason?
1: Well, yeah, I, I think there is a, there isn't an in-universe explanation for why the lights are all weird and green. Yeah, yeah, yeah but
0: I really enjoy it. I've, yeah, I've actually noticed that coming in a few times. One, It happened once, we didn't talk about it, but in the episode where, there's, where Alex splits into good Alex and evil Alex, mm. there was this great scene, I think when, she was, when it was dawning on Annie that the Alex in the house was evil Alex, the camera like panned across or like kind of kind of rotating around Alex until it got to a different point in the room where the background was lit all green
1: mm, yeah. and
0: dark and scary.
1: Yeah, it's like they um I don't know they watched like seventies Italian giallo films like mm. um and and learned that you can use colors. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> pretty exciting.
0: It is thrilling stuff, but yeah, then um. It it is a sort of thing that once you what once you once you figure out the twist for yourself, it does kind of drag on the episode. Yeah. Was- and 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 Nicole's experience was really depressing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Like
0: a <laughs> real downer, like she couldn't get anyone to help her. And I guess I guess it's because this was the nineties, that was kind of eased by the resolution of, no, it's okay. Creepy neighbor has all the information. Um, and, um, even though Alex zapped his computers, he had backups of everything. So the report got to be finished and, and now the EPA is going to level thousands of dollars worth of fines <laughs> yeah, at this I company. Know. And you're just
1: like, uh, like they can result those fines very yeah. easily. <laughs> yeah. Thousands of dollars worth of fines.
0: Yeah. yeah, Those are in the budget already. Yeah. But you know, I guess, I guess at the time it was sort of a feel good ending in some way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess. The whole show, I suppose, is supposed to have a bit of that environmental bent to it. If the Mm. the bad people are the chemical plant. I mean, the bad people do have a kind of Captain Planet villain vibe to them a little bit. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, it's a little bit depressing, you know, watching these shows from the 90s and then uh, (laughs) like (laughs) with our current Mm. climate. I'm reading a book at the moment from the 70s and it's like just you know, talking about environmental issues. Yeah, that you know, it. I if you didn't know it was written in the seventies, you could mistake yeah. it for being written like now, yeah, right? It's really yeah, 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 it's pretty really the same.
0: like cause if we don't act now, we
1: are. F-ed. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, it's just been forty years. Sorry. Right.
0: Remember Captain Planet? Like, I, I obviously haven't watched it for a really long time. But in Captain Planet, were there bad guys who just polluted?
1: Yeah, like, and with, polluters and polluters.
0: Looters and polluters but were they polluting for a reason or was their whole deal just like we love pollution
1: i think that well some of them were kind of like made out of pollution yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of their whole vibe but yeah i think that you know they were they were capitalists they they mm. were like you know cutting down rainforests to put up chemical plants i yeah, assume right. to make money not just because yeah. they loved chemicals loved but chem- i do think some of them did just you know i'm made out of pollution so i'm going to pollute
0: Wait. Yeah, I guess Captain Pollution was like that. Remember when there was like an alt Captain Planet, Captain Pollution?
1: Yeah, and then I think there was a guy who was like some sort of radioactive man. (laughs) (laughs) Are you thinking of the Toxic Avenger? Uh, Well, he's kind of like that. Like he he was made out of radioactive power power, and he kind of like, I don't know, he did stuff. There was a rat man. You remember the Rat Man?
0: Uh no, you're thinking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: No, there's a Rat Duke Man Nukem. in. There was a Duke Nukem. Oh yeah, that's right. His name was Duke yeah, right. <laughs> he yeah, totally yeah, yeah. just stole yeah. the
0: name. <laughs> um Captain Pollution, Dr. Blight. Remember her yeah, with Dr. the Dr. Blight, she had like
1: a face um yeah. scar and yep. board glasses. Um
0: Hoggish Greedley, big fat man.
1: Yeah, so he was the like neoliberal
0: capitalist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um and Plunder. Was a guy. Mm. And he wore a cool green suit with like a um a leopard print lapel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did he have a ponytail? Yes. Yeah. And his powers
0: were uh deforestation. <laughs>
1: yeah. <Ugh. laughs> depressing. Yeah. This is supposed to be escapist uh, you know, fun times, but
0: Yeah, I know. Mm. You can't escape it, cow. it's everywhere.
1: We're all doomed. Yeah. Anyway. She doesn't have a cat. Her mom <laughs> name isn't Pat. But she always will, almost always wears a hat. <gasps> Alex Mack wears a hat.
0: How about that? Well, this episode opens with some pretty terrific hat action. Hmm. Uh, she's wearing a beige cap and it's so windy uh, that it flies off her head and into the neighbor's yard.
1: Oh no, my hat. No. <laughs>
0: So just a really solid bit of hat-focused activity to kick off the episode, which is always a nice way to start mm. um, an episode of Alex Mack
1: in my yeah. book. The only way, I say. Uh, the
0: neighbor had a great hat, creepy neighbor.
1: Um, yeah, similar to the aviator hat that she was wearing in the last episode.
0: Uh, it's sort of a, yeah, it's got flappy ears. It's made of corduroy. And uh, and if, if he was a creep, I guess appropriate hat for a, for a creep to be wearing.
1: Yeah, well, because, you know, you know that the show is signaling that he's no longer a creep because he took the hat off. It's like, oh, I see, you were just wearing a hat. (laughs) (laughs) Not a creep. Uh, What's the creepiest hat you can think of? Um, I don't know. A beret can be pretty creepy. Mm. I saw someone walking down the street um, yesterday wearing like a striped shirt and a beret, right? Um, and they looked like costume yeah, party. Yeah, they looked very much like a mime. Yeah, <laughs> but they were talking on the phone, and I was like, "That's against the yeah, mime or, code." Or, or, or were they? <laughs> yeah, it was just so convincing. <laughs> that. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe that, maybe one of those berets is pretty mm. can be
0: creepy. Mm. I mean, a, a fedora in in and of itself is not creepy. But um, culturally, we've come to understand that people- A leather fedora. A A leather leather fedora fedora is creepy. (laughs) You should have had the neighbour in a leather fedora in 2021.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and some like wraparound sunglasses.
0: Uh, And then after that, Alex is wearing a sort of patchwork bucket hat thing, which I think she's worn before. And then uh, at the end of the episode, as we say, the creepy neighbour removes his hat, but Alex is wearing sort of a- uh, a uh, grey and maroon beanie with like a uh with a with a sort of pattern on the top half. But yeah. So look, a standard array of hats uh this episode. Not too many to keep track of, which was good.
1: Yeah. I don't like it when you're overwhelmed by new hats. I could yeah. mix a mix throwing a new hat, but keeping some yep. old faves. Yep,
0: yep. Having hats being integral to the story is always nice as well.
1: Yeah, I do like it when she uses her powers on mm. her hat as well. That's yep. good. That's a good combo. She used her powers to put a hat on her head. Very nice. Yep. Yep.
0: Approved. Yeah, that's always good. Approved. Got the call and tick of approval.
1: I think the dog probably could have been wearing a hat, which would have made it clear that he was a, hat. a watchdog.
0: Yeah. yeah, like a security hat?
1: Yeah. or well, like maybe a backwards hat and some glasses.
0: Mm. Like a cool security watchdog. Like
1: a cool dog, yeah. What if you had a hat, a cap
0: that had written on it, I'm watching you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that would maybe have maybe been a little bit too on the nose, but... Um, <laughs> Well, he'd probably wear it on his head, not on his nose. Maybe you needed a hat that says, I'm not watching you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a watchdog. (laughs) I'm just a regular dog. (laughs) Just like all of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This should clear up any questions you have about my presence in this town.
1: Yeah. Just a regular dog wearing a hat. (laughs) Nothing sucks about the dog. Woof.
0: Well, that's going to just about do it for us for this episode of the Secret World of Callan Jack. And which Callan
1: Jack? Watch Alex Matt Callan. Have you had a good time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, I I had a good time with parts of this episode. I like the start. It kind of yeah, like once you knew mm. that, you were you kind of just watching to see it play out for the last yeah. 10, ten minutes or so. That was a little yep. bit frustrating. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, i yeah, I was for the first uh, few minutes, I was really invested. I was like, what's this guy up to? Was. I think it wasn't until um, they saw him on top of the hill with all the surveillance gear that yeah. we, we sort of figured out he was a he was an environmentalist. So until that point, I was really invested in finding out, sort of finding out what happens.
1: Yeah. Fortunately, figured it out for myself because this show—it's always like, how is this show going to chicken out and make this not really about anything? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's some danger. Actually, no, it was never a danger. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs>
0: And then once again something else this series is doing um a lot is choosing a really strange still image for the closing credits. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. previously it was the guy on the ground having fallen over when he uh <laughs> when he slipped on the gumballs that Alex evil Alex popped out of the gumball machine. In <laughs> yeah. this one it was the shot of just a guy who didn't sign Nicole's petition.
1: Yeah, opening the door and looking a little bit like vaguely annoyed.
0: Yeah. And then closing the door. He was on screen for maybe one second and had no lines. Mm. But they chose this guy's face to, as, to sort of sum up the episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, it does kind of sum up my feelings about the episode. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> I glanced at it, was kind of vaguely annoyed, didn't have anything to say about it and, and can't wait to not
1: look at it anymore. Yeah, you made me come to the door for this. <laughs> Nothing.
0: Well, hopefully uh, episode six of season three of The Secret World of Alex Mack uh, picks up a little bit and can hold our interest for a little bit longer. Uh, that's the episode we'll be watching next. Until then, you can email us on secretworldpod at gmail.com. Let us know what you've been up to, uh, what uh, w- what your favorite bit of hearing about this episode was. <laughs> uh, until, <laughs> until next time,
1: I've been Jack. I've been Jack. Call from
0: Bye. <laughs> Fresh friend Ray thinks I'm Callan.
1: And my sister Annie thinks that I'm a dog with a hat.
0: (laughs) We'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.